Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. Here we are again. Uh, we are with, again. Our, with our little show where we talk about stuff. Um, and that's about the best description I can give if we're trying to give an elevator pitch for this show. A little it's, show uh, where we talk about stuff. Yeah, it's a show where we talk about stuff. Um, so that's what this is. Today we will talk about stuff. And I say stuff uh, being indistinct because we come into it sometimes with a, a skeleton, like a plan. Uh, we'll talk about this, this, this. And then by the end of the show, half of the stuff we, we're going to talk about, we never talk about. Because we're cool. Um, well, mostly because we babble. But okay, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, want to give a shout out to a young woman named Crystal who uh, sent a very nice note about our podcast uh, to us, which was very appreciated. Um, you know, doing a podcast in many ways is similar to when we used to do TV shows mm -hmm. that weren't live because you'd put it out there and you knew people were, were what's the term today, consuming it. Um, and then, uh, uh, you, but you never, you didn't really get any direct feedback. Uh, yeah. So occasionally somebody would send in a note and say that, you know, but otherwise you never really connected directly to how what you were doing impacted other people. So yeah. when we get a nice note saying that, you know, that what you do is worthwhile and, and I appreciate it, um, it uh, makes it worth taking an hour of time out of the week to babble. Yeah, it uh, in general, content's like that now. I mean, the people who are most likely to respond are the ones who don't like what you do. So it's nice to get it's nice to get positives. Oh, yeah. You, you, I forget what the calculus used to be. There was like uh, one negative letter was equal to X number of positive yeah feelings about the like there was some math about it i mean that's all out the window now but uh and also by the way i hate the term consume i i don't like that i don't like the term consume media people are people are viewers people are listeners people are fans consume, yeah this whole thing about yeah yeah it's me, you're consuming media is like i'm not standing there like a cow out in a field chewing grass yeah that it, that that apparently is a co-opted ralph nader thing that you're a consumer therefore you matter right uh, so and, you consume but my thought is um no thinking about somebody who engages with anything people to people right anything that's about ideas you're not just consuming it you're engaging with it you're interacting with it that is a few steps above you know you consume toilet paper no 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 no, no that makes it sound like you eat it you, you don't consume toilet paper. Well, I mean, you know what listen, I mean. There's probably websites where yes, that happens. Yeah, um, trichotillophilia or something like that. I, that I, I don't want to know. Yeah, I know that it's probably basically every sick thing your mind can conjure. There's a website out there, and there's somebody making making money, uh, taking requests on the internet for it. The 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 breath. Oh, it's called of, xylophagia. Xylophagia. That's xylophagia. Eating, eating paper. Eating paper. What about you? I mean, toilet paper. Is it is it pre or post consumer use? There's um, actually it's a subsection of something called pika. There's actually an article online why I ate toilet paper every day for 15 years. 
imagine that it uh, that uh, it kind of it makes your poop into a sandwich because you got toilet paper on the top and the poop, and then you use the toilet paper on the bottom, so it's kind of a poop sandwich. Ew. It's not used toilet paper. I'm sure that, that that's out there too. I'm sure of it. I'm sure there's various types of blackface that have nothing to do with shoe polish or makeup. Easy, easy. I'm sure that there's very, very, there are people that are very, very disturbed people. Oh, wow. Uh, According to this article, not all brands, not all toilet paper is equally appetizing. Why do I have to know this? I don't know. It's the internet. Like, what's the, what's, the, what's the best tasting toilet paper? Apparently people, um, uh, apparently um, Angel Soft Double Roll is the tastiest toilet paper. What is it? Is it like sampling wine? It has notes of berries and maple. Apparently the cheap, the cheap kinds of toilet paper taste like chemicals. And then the really fluffy, like super fancy toilet paper, it's too thick to swallow. So this is like you need a Goldilocks toilet paper. Yeah, apparently, if, if you're going to eat it. Yeah, you got to find the, the one that's just right. Yeah, it's uh, um, it takes all kinds to make a world, man. I don't judge. I find this stuff fascinating. I judge I'm not all suggesting, the time. Not suggesting anybody does it. Like, no, this is unhealthy, but fascinating. Oh, you know, before the Internet, I assumed there was a whole lot of morons out there and a whole lot of people who were completely screwed up. Now, you know, but thanks to the Internet, it has confirmed for me yeah. that there are far more morons out there than there are non morons. And every there's a cornucopia of kinks that people have that I wish existed in only the dark recesses of my imagination uh, where they never surfaced and saw the light. See, but I don't I don't mind that stuff on the Internet. It's, oh, God, it's the political stuff. You know, that really I just me out? What? clown porn. That of all things. Well, because clowns are damned eerie and freaky. OK, so having sex while dressed like a clown, having sex with somebody who is dressed like a clown, like what okay what the, what twisted what happened to you as a I blame, child i that blame you batman want to have sex with a clown a lot of guys harley quinn the joker they're clowns that's not the kind of clowns i'm talking, about. I'm clowns, talking about the kind i'm talking about the sad clowns, with, clowns in those velvet the, paintings the joker is called the clown prince of crime that there are I, plenty of men and, and harley plenty quinn of women is, harley quinn is not just a clown harley quinn is dressed to, to be sexy. She's a uh, jester. Originally, but now she they dress her up real sexy. Oh, people still like that classic costume. But and know, the, there is no getting around the Joker is a clown. Why does somebody why do you want to have sex with the Joker? He's a mass murderer. I don't, but a lot of people do. And I don't understand this compulsion. Like, yeah, but but the, when you, the, you when said clown, what happened to people? What happened to people that makes them think this is, you know, a thing they want to do? Batman happened. Here's a clown having an orgasm, okay? Oh, 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 honk, honk. Isn't that the trucker convoy? <laughs> oh. Isn't that their tagline? Yeah, that's right. Oh, 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 honk, honk. Isn't that their tagline? Honk, honk. Honk, honk, yeah. 
I was yeah. talking about them squeezing around, you know, those annoying, those annoying horns they have. Yeah, the air horns. But no, I'm talking about the clowns when they have those squeezy horns. No, I know, but I just wanted to you see the truckers are a whole completely different kind of clown. Yeah, that's sort of more relevant. I don't I don't care what people do in their private time as long as it's not well, hurting okay. anybody. Okay, here's the thing. Private time shouldn't be on the internet. Well, then it's no longer private time. I I, I uh, had a conversation this week with somebody who um, does what I do with certain friends. We find the most horrendous stuff we can find to send to each other because that's friendship and we're bros. Yeah, I still remember when we were sharing a computer at one point and uh, way years ago when computers were still just coming in and like the, the screen is on screensaver and hit the space bar and there's one guy Bent over naked. Can you describe this on the radio? Like bent over naked. He's pulling on his cheek, his back cheeks, exposing what is. I think you could fit a goat in there. Well, it's called goatsy. Um, it, it was, it was horrendous and frightening and primal. And, and I got my own computer after that. Yeah, you did. Yep, it worked. That was awful. Like, these are things that should, these are things that people, the thing about that picture is somebody stood there and took the picture. Okay, see, here, here's Nowadays, my thing Nowadays, it would be a selfie of the guy pulling his ass. Sure. But here's my thing about stuff like that, right? I want to know stuff like that exists. I want to know. Why? Okay, I want to know the, the crazy, like, hentai that's out there and the you know the really gross stuff because when people start up about gay people and trans people and all this stuff and abominations and un un unnatural and unholy i think to what straight people do with sex and i am not compelled these people have absolutely no no cause to judge other people who just happen to be born differently with the the kinky ish that they get up to see i i i those comments about unnatural and abomination they don't land on me anyway um uh you know when it pertains to but, gay but you or know trans, what i mean you i don't know what need, i mean i don't need to see this guy giving a proctology demonstration but that, um, the, the best for me thing to, about for me to reject those other comments. The best thing about that particular one is this was before uh, same-sex marriage was legalized and he was wearing a wedding, wedding ring. So there you have it. You Maybe know. it's just something he found inside there. Something, something he has a skill, you know, back that's in the day. That's not a skill. Back, back in the day, he was picking things up. Party. If he was picking things up with his bum or whatever. How do you know he doesn't do that? In his or he was like doing dueling banjos with his cheeks without using his hands. About this. That would be a, a skill. Um, what he did, it, it's not a skill. It's a, it's a medical improbability. But you know what I'm saying? That people judge other people about dumb stuff. There is, there is nothing... You know, you're you're freaked out by the whole clown thing, but there's nothing immoral about it. It's a morally neutral act and people need to stop judging each other on amoral things as opposed to immoral things. Let's stick to people are good, people are bad. Let's not worry so much about people are weird.
I, I prefer know. weird I people. I think there, there is something immoral about clowns. Just their existence I, is immoral. I, I used to do clown. What? I work as a clown. When did you work as a clown? I, it was a promo thing for a flower shop in Richmond Hill. Oh, that's not, that, like, that's not, that's not you really be like, that's different. No, that's I used to do cartwheels and I learned how to make balloon animals and I carried a sign. I was a clown. That's different. That's clown for pay for a day. That's, that's not these people who live clowning. <laughs> it's not people. Clown like, for pay? Is that like gay for pay? Yes. It's, it's very different. See, you were doing it because you were asked to do it by the store. So that is completely oh, honorable. I'm but, sure people pay for women to dress up like clowns in, in alone time. I'm talking about those male clowns with that the grease paint, <laughs> the smell of the grease paint oh. and that the, the fake nose. No, I actually I actually had to learn what they call clown or clowning uh, in grade 10 drama because it was all mime. They wanted to get kids to drop drama. So the, the movement, the like slapstick stuff, learning how to fall and fall funny and stuff like that. Um, that was that was the entire semester of grade 10 drama was just if mime. If you're going to be doing mime, it's important to learn how to land funny because people are going to punch you. No, it was a very useful skill. It's, it's actually one of the things I've used a lot in in the content I do. Learning how to fall and not get hurt is super important. When you start doing mime, it's TTP, time to punch. <laughs> nah. People hate mimes. People hate mimes because it's like they've been, well, mimes got a lot for a while, but people hate mimes because it's been, they've been given social permission to hate mimes. Yeah, I get it. You're, you're climbing stairs. Oh, you're going downstairs. You're walking against the, oh, you're in a box. I get and it. And so what? And so what? So what, Ed? Just let it be. I hate mimes. I don't hate I don't hate miming so much as I hate mimes. The funny thing is it like top mimes, they're kind of ass people. Oh, you said a bad word. Was I was I not allowed to say that word? No. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Okay. It, it was bleeped. Okay. I didn't uh, know that's not allowed to say. So you what? don't tell me anything. No, we don't know. That's that's the whole point of this show. <laughs> There's no preparation. Great. Um but I agree with you that some some mimes are a-holes. They're like artists. Yeah, they're terrible people. Yeah. Just terrible people. And I'm sure there are more mimes out there than you ever meet. Because like, if you're at like a party with somebody, you meet and somebody say, hey, well, what do you do? Yeah, you never hear somebody say, I'm a mime. No, they'd say they're an entertainer or a performing a performing performing artist or something like that. I Which mean, it would be a lie because they're not they're, a performing artist or an entertainer. They're a mime. There are there are very few actual mimes anymore. It's a it's it's movement training. It's theatrical movement training. Um, you see it more in improv comedy now than anything. Listen, anything that helps reduce the world's population to mimes, I'm I'm on board. Oh, Ed, you're so you you get so bent about things that do not matter. You know what I would love to see? Oh boy. A, a fight club, clowns versus mimes. No, man. Yeah, clowns, was... you just see them in there in one of those, those rings in some, in some dingy basement Maybe and people think... holding money and hold, waving the money in the air on who they bet, bet the money on. It's like they're in a cage 
and okay. in comes a clown and in comes a mime and they just go at it as far as it. i'm as far as i'm concerned that's that's ufc these days just ugh. i mean there was doink the clown back in back in wrestling back in the day I, I love I Doink the Clown. I don't remember Doink the Clown. I mean, maybe maybe clowns are sort of redeemed through video games because there was like that that twisted metal game, and then you know you could put clown makeup in your characters in Saints Row. I don't know. And then there's, I, I, and then there's uh, Pennywise from It. Yeah, Pennywise is terrifying, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like of all the things you can be intolerant of, this is a strange thing. When I was a young suck, I was at a shopping center that had just opened. And I noticed everybody around me looking at me and pointing, and I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, why are you pointing at me? Why are people, why are you pointing at me? And then I just turn around and there's this giant clown face in my face. Some clown was trying to get my attention. And everyone was like, I'm, they're pointing and pointing. And I'm like, what's going on? I don't know what's going on in this situation. What's the big deal? Uh, and then I turn around and then there's this, this clown face in my face. Like if I hadn't been uh, quite so young, I think I would have strangled this clown. And so that scarred you for life. Yeah, I hate clowns. You hate clowns, not the people pointing. No, I, I, I hate them too, but I hate the clowns more. Because people of one thing. were trying to tell me, look, turn around, turn around. There's a clown. Right. They were trying to warn me. Right. That there was and, a clown in, in the vicinity. And that's it? Nobody talked to you about it's okay, it's just a clown? No. I was left traumatized by this clown. I can still see his stupid face with the grease paint not quite placed under his eyes properly. And... Um, it, you know, when bad grease paint, it dries, it starts to crack. Grease paint does not crack. Well, whatever this guy had on his face. That's, that's water-based makeup. Grease paint doesn't crack. It was cracking, and uh, uh, he, he had that smell, you know, that clown smell? No, I it do not. It like, like makeup and desperation. Anyway. What kind of low-rent clowns were you hanging around with? I didn't hang around. This guy snuck up on me like a clown ninja. Now there's another concept, a clown ninja. You can play one of those in Saints Row. I'd like to see a movie about that. And unfortunately, it would be made by Adam Sandler starring uh, uh, Rob Schneider. So I don't think I want to see it. Okay. okay. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what, Leanna? More stuff. Okay. All right, stay with us. Ed and Red here on Saga 960 AM. <laughs> Truckers are still there. Well, maybe not. Well, we don't know. They're, well, get, they're, they're getting gone. At least, uh, as we say, at press time, um, yeah. the uh, police had really started ag aggressively ticketing and arresting these uh, truckers. Yeah. Getting the hell out of Ottawa already. Because mm -hmm. the thing is that the truckers didn't have an exit plan. They, they, this they, is their exit plan. Well, like what, to get arrested? Yeah. What do you mean? There, this for so a while. Mar martyrs. I, that is my working theory about this. I think I've talked about this before. That a, a big underpinning of this is is an sort of an envy, uh, almost a FOMO 
surrounding Black Lives Matter and indigenous protests. And this is some weird, almost lost cause style, hence the Confederate flags last stand uh, with with these these people. They're not all truckers is the thing. I mean, some of them are staying in hotels. So it's it's just this is not like so many of these protests that just grow way beyond what anybody expect them to be. This is not what they claim it's about. This is not about. I think that that there's a huge mass of people who are there who have, have no idea what this is actually about. Well, I think this is like a tailgate party for them. I think there are a small group of people that actually do. I, I, some people just got gripped by fear with this whole COVID thing. And, and the way they're dealing with the fear is to pre- pretend like it's not a serious threat. And so they're they're acting out and they're they're insisting that all this stuff is some big conspiracy because they can't handle the fact that there's a virus out there that could kill them. Now, I have sympathy for that. But when people are occupying a downtown area where people live and blaring air horns at night and menacing people on the street and blocking roads and interfering with trade, they got no place going on about freedom. But this is the core of it. it there are people who are clinging to an identity and a way of life based on an abstraction they do not understand. And this is, people don't know what we talk about. We talk about floating abstractions. They used to do a critical thinking podcast. Um, but what is a floating uh, abstraction? Isn't that, aren't those the things in the, uh, like the Macy's Day Parade? No. It would be Underdog or Mickey Mouse. No, they're they're basically concepts that seem um, seem cool, but you haven't actually connected it to reality. It's just this idea. Like the idea we're going to go to Ottawa and get them to drop mask mandates. Well, freedom, vaccine man- mandates, freedom, right? Freedom, freedom. Um, you would. Uh, what is what does freedom mean? And that's where you start getting into the hard part of philosophy and the hard part of ethics. How do you, um, you know, how do you work in this concept of freedom um, in the what they call the conceptual hierarchy, right? Those are that's a lot what, of big words. They are big words, but it's important to understand. Because um, people more and more are putting concepts over people. And ironically, the philosopher that, that, that uh, called this out is the last person you'd expect, the person who predicted that concepts were going to start overriding or already were overriding people's you know, concern and consideration for other people. It was Ayn Rand that warned about this. Really? Yeah. I was thinking it was, it was Nostradamus. No, it was Ayn Rand that talked about the fact that that people would start picking up these. Um, I mean, what was it Richard Dawkins that talked about memes, these sort of units of ideas? But 
yeah, Ayn Rand talked about the problem with hence, hence objectivism being being rooted in objective reality. Of course, you know, her followers now have just gone way beyond that. But, you know, the idea that no concepts are great, but how do you apply them? Living in the real world, no matter how painful it may be, is preferable to getting you know, lost in, in these abstracts, not connected to reality. And, and I mean, we get into formal logic and everything like that when, when you read philosophy, but that's basically it. And that's what's happened with a lot of these movements. Now, well, certainly, I, and I mean, you know, going, going back to what you were saying that launched this is the concept of freedom. Mm -hmm. It's just this generic term that people, it is so elastic that people adopt it, mean, uh, intending the meaning to be something different than somebody else would see freedom as. It's so generic. It's like, you know, puppies. Like, it's just... It, no, you know what a puppy is. Yeah, but why are you using it as a slogan? It doesn't make any sense. Because you like puppies. The puppy like, bowl was adorable, okay? Like, it, it's, it's just, you know... Breathing. It's, it's beyond. Just, it, it, no, Ed. It's beyond that. You know what breathing is. You know what a puppy is. These people don't know what freedom is. They don't. And how do we know that? Because they're blocking the free flow of trade. Okay. They're 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 taking away other people's ability to sleep at night in their own homes. They're they're insisting that they're gonna basically barricade and menace downtown Ottawa until a duly elected government resigns or are coerced to drop a bunch of mandates, you know, they're, they're menacing. That's not a belief in freedom. It's well, just not. The other thing about them not having freedom is they've been there for three weeks, menacing the city, blockading traffic, interfering with commerce. Um, and uh, until today, they haven't really been arrested the police have just sort of made sure that order is maintained kind these of people yeah these people haven't been they, they set up a hot tub and bouncy castles and things like how do you not think that you have freedom when you can effectively lay siege to a city set up bouncy castles and hot tubs um and have no consequences uh touch you how well, is that not freedom that's that's the thing the consequences are going to start hitting now but like they even had the opportunity. They, they were given pamphlets and lengthy explanations of what was going to happen. Pamphlets if they did not fancy leave. reading, you know, but that's the thing. I, I hope, I hope that this is because various, you know, sections of Canadian law enforcement have learned from things like, uh, it, certain, you know, rough treatment of indigenous protesters or, you know, the G20 summits where they just kettled people and, and mass, you know, mass contained them, mass arrested them, that they're like, all right, we're going to give ample notice. We're going to give people an awareness of what's going to happen to your kids if you're arrested, what's going to happen to your pets if you're arrested. They are giving them the absolute freedom to leave. They are responsible for their own destiny. And I'm reading th reading quotes in the press from some of these truckers, and, and this, this shows how disconnected they are from reality. They're saying things like, I'm not gonna resist arrest 
but I'm going to lock myself in the truck and they're going to have to break the window and drag me out. That's, that's, res resisting, that's resisting arrest. arrest. That's resisting arrest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to resist arrest, but if they come for me, I'm going to resist arrest. Yeah. Th that is how this is what happens when people get in these, these echo chambers. And you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to generalize because, you know, I don't do that very often. Um, okay, let's want... face it. The people who are like this, they've left already, right? Some people did leave. I, I do believe that some people were there just because they thought this was important, whether I agree with it or not. That doesn't matter. They were well-meaning, but they're gone by now, right? They've gone home. I think that there's uh, a, a level of education and comprehension that may be below the national average. Among you know what? some of these people, I, I don't believe that because I've seen some people who are very, very book smart, believe utterly asinine things. Can I say that? Yes. Can I say asinine. All right. Yes. Um, they it isn't intelligence. It isn't education because various emotional states, if you're if you can't admit you're feeling them completely override any cognitive or logical process. That's what's going on with a lot of this stuff. Also, there's a good portion of them that don't have good cognitive processes. Well, they do spend a lot of time smelling diesel fuel, but yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I mean, the ingenious, like the redneck ingenuity I've seen during this convoy has me kind of amused and wanted to go back and play Far Cry 5. But we, we got it. We have to do something about the the fact that nobody feels like society wants them. No group of people feels like society wants them anymore. We have to do something about that or this kind of stuff is going to keep happening because people right. can't just cannot handle the lack of acceptance they're feeling. All right. We bring that up just as we go to a break. Maybe well, we'll we can talk. More. Maybe yeah, we'll we can talk about that. that after the break. All right. We'll either talk about that or something something else. Uh, we'll leave you in suspense uh, until these commercials are over, and then we're back. Stay with us. Uh, we're back. And, uh, you know, I had something else in mind, but I forgot. Because I, 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 you I were wanna, talking about... Yeah how uh, people in society today all feel like society doesn't want them. Nobody feels like society wants them anymore. Nobody. I guess you're right, because even the people who would have been considered the elite and powerful now feel like they're, um, you know, it, it calls for them to share their, their privilege or their power or whatever, makes them feel like they're targeted. Um, and so even the people who in the past would have felt uh, comfortable as part of a status quo, they don't feel comfortable anymore. And every, every identifiable group feels like they don't really belong, that there's others telling them they don't belong, or they see the way society has, has pivoted and they're like, I don't belong in that yep. particular society. Yep. Yeah. Everybody feels that way. I mean, okay, part of that is partisan political operatives convincing people that their way of life is under threat, 
right? Because there can only be one acceptable way of life at any given time to these ideologues. And the problem is you got, you know, the right, our way of life is under siege from these, you know. Fill in the blank. Yeah, fill in the blank. And then you've got the the hard left going on about systems of oppression, right? And then you've got everybody else in the middle that no one is appealing to. No one is arguing to the majority anymore because all the money is on the extremes. And people are just desperate for, can someone please make sense? Can I please feel like there is somebody who is making sense and who doesn't hate me? See, that's, that's the purpose of the show and uh, yours and my Twitter feed. Yeah, but it's funny how many people read stuff into what I say. Oh, yeah, there's idiots. Who I, I, I mean, there's people who I will put up a tweet and they'll respond and I'll, I'll be bog, you know, boggled. How, where did you get to where you are from what I wrote? I, I actually write back to people now and say, what does this have to do with what I said? And well, a lot I, of I, I do too. I, I usually type in uh what? No, I say what does that have to do with my original statement? And about 50% of the time they'll say nothing. They're just looking for an opportunity to bloviate. That's right. And so they jump on this as uh, you know, they're jumping on a moving train, thinking yeah. it'll get them somewhere, but they're they're not commenting on anything to do with anything. Yeah, um, and I, I have to be careful not to dismiss those people out of hand because, you know, video games, tech, uh, there's a lot of people on the autism spectrum who have ADHD, and sometimes they just don't make connections really, in, I, a, in a way that I can follow. So I have to be careful dismissing somebody out of hand as just bloviating because there, there could be other things. So I ask, and if they're bloviating, well, they're bloviating, fine. But I at least give them the opportunity to clarify. Yeah, my people are mostly idiots. Yeah, you have a very different, um, a very different subscriber a, base. Than I've got I do. a split between people who are thoughtful, intelligent, yeah. and able to have, um, uh, uh, you know, objective views on the world, mm-hmm. um, and then complete morons. Like it's, it, I don't it, how there is such a divide between there. You've got people who are rational and can think things through, and then you got morons. Um, and there's no bridge between the two. There's no half moron. Well, because I think in you know in a system like ours where you do have access to public education, uh, with some exceptions, you can go to at least you know a two-year college affordably. Um, People have to choose to be ignorant. And so when they make that choice, they're very ignorant. Well, they're proud of it. They, they hug their ignorance like a lover. Yeah, they think it makes them more real. And yeah, stupidity <sighs> makes you more real. Well, that's the that's you the know belief. Who that? Stupid people. No, you know, I think it goes back to that acceptance thing again. Um, more and more, I'm recognizing that until you until you make an emotional connection with someone, you can't appeal to their intellect. And that's where a lot of things go wrong. The, yeah, what happens the, when you get through the emotions and there's just no intellect? Well, there's always an intellect there. It's, it's interesting because um, 
you know, a lot of, a lot of men watch my content. And so there's this belief that men are not allowed to have emotions. Men are not allowed to display emotions in, in public. And I think to an extent that's true. I, I think to an extent that's, um, something of a self-inflicted prison based on really old paradigms and they just can't step out of, of that there. I hear a lot that people are terrified of what other people think. And I guess the nice thing about being in the media, as long as I have been, is I have been subjected to so many utterly humiliating experiences. I've got a bit of a callus to it now. It's like, I don't, if I'm not doing anything wrong, this is why I'm, I'm standing in solidarity with the clowns. You don't like it. If I'm not, if I'm not doing anything wrong and people try to shame me, that's on them. Now, unfortunately, shame tactics work. What those shame tactics do is they make other people not want to associate you or they make other people condemn you, even though they don't really mean it. And it becomes this ostracizing like that's, you know, that's actual cancel culture, not 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 people taking issue with something you did, the act of trying to ostracize you from society. And the interesting thing about that is that that the term ostracism comes from comes from Greek because it was what happened in Athenian direct democracy. The, the majority could just decide to vote a person's citizenship away from them. Right. And that was considered freedom of speech <laughs> back then. There were two types of freedom of speech and, and, you know, freedom to speak in the public square was one of them. But if people didn't like what you say, they stripped you of your citizenship and cast you out of the city. Harsh. There are a lot of people that would like to go back to that now, though, because they believe that's true democracy. That's true freedom. Whereas the modern system of democracy, broad strokes, um, you know, created by the founding of America uh, and and then, you know, uh, revolutionary France. But they came up with this idea because they were read in the Greeks um, of representative democracy and this whole idea of you elect representatives you think have good judgment and then they make decisions on your behalf. And if you don't like what they've done, you can vote them out after a set period of time. But every decision does not go to the population at large because it doesn't work. And I go back to this idea of abstractions disconnected from reality. We've seen what happens when people think mob rule is, is, a, is, is good. Mob rule is true freedom. It's not freedom. It's mob rule. Well, you know, and you look at the, the Brexit vote in England. Well, that um, was deceptive, though, too, right? Thing. Yeah, there a lot the the, the, the you know, pro Brexit people spread a lot of lies. Uh, that actually that actually reminds me of something I wanted to talk about. Go ahead. They spread a lot of lies and scared people, and people voted based on those lies. And then after the, the vote went to the pro Brexit way, the actual organizers said, "Yeah, we lied, we lied. to you." Yeah, um, and this is what happens when you give the vote to that many individuals who are not schooled in understanding the, it, it, being able to determine what is and isn't true because they don't have the foundational knowledge. Yeah, I wanna talk, we gotta go to a break again, right? Yeah.
I want to talk about this, you know, after this trucker convoy, because it looks like it's getting broken up now. I want to talk about what happens next based on actual history and not idiot tweets. All right. Uh, we'll do that. We'll come back here on Ed and Red. Kick it the, the can here for this week. Um, and uh, Leanna, it is the floor is yours. You wanted to say something. I don't know if it had to do with clowns or mimes. No. <laughs> well, okay, maybe you could claim it is a form of clown. Well, the thing right? about ostracization, um, clowns and mimes choose to ostracize themselves from the rest of society because no society hates them. So it's not society that's doing it. It's a choice. No one is forced to be a clown or a mime. You choose to do that and you take with it the social, social leper status that it, it, it entails. I, I will embrace that on so many fronts, Ed. I've got so many things, uh, so many parts of my identity that people hate. I'm good with that. So I want I want mime? to. I did mime. I talked about that. Wait, you've done mime and you've done clowning. Yeah. Oh, it, they were requirements in theater school. You had to do them. You ever done close up magic? Yes. Oh, God. Magicians, too. Yeah. Well, I, I, I worked with a sideshow for a year. I hate magicians. The close up magic can magicians. I, can I, I please them. make my my important point that can enrich our listeners lives? After you introduce it that way. How can I stop you? Okay, we're running out of time and I want to make sure we get here because part of my issue with this whole trucker thing, especially with American media, is that they are reporting on it completely removed from history. The the two the two themes of this podcast are floating abstractions and Ed hates clowns um, and mimes and mimes um, magicians and magicians. Oh, boy. Um, but. They are talking the word unprecedented, historical keeps coming up, right? Because Trudeau invoked the Emergency Powers Act. Now, that is that is technically accurate, but substantively misleading because the the Emergency Powers Act replaced the War Measures Act, right? And the reason they changed the War Measures Act to the Emergency Powers Act is because they recognized that sometimes the government would have to do something like this in peacetime. So the War Measures Act wasn't an accurate term. And it was because of something that happened called the October Crisis of 1970. Now, what happened back then is a group called the FLQ kidnapped Pierre Laporte. You may have recognized his name from various schools um, and a British diplomat. Uh, they actually killed Pierre Laporte. Um, and this was this was when Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre, was prime minister. Um, they actually clawed back a lot more civil liberties and took a lot more powers during the, the October crisis or the FLQ crisis. Now, back then, there was a big... Um, uh, a big hue and cry about this was a slippery slope and it was going to lead to uh, authoritarian government and, you know, um, a permanent erosion of civil liberties. That did not happen. What happened was, yes, a drop in support 
for the, what is the full name? Front de Liberation du Québec, uh, the FLQ. A drop in support for them, but a rise in support for the Parti Québécois and ultimately the rise of the Bloc Québécois. And this changed, uh, it, the creation of the, the Bloc was created and this changed Canadian politics forever. The Bloc is part of the reason it's very, very, very hard to get a majority government in Canada now and why we've been in this ongoing duel of minority parliaments. Now, some people would say that's not a bad thing, but it's a thing. And I want people to watch this very carefully because we are in a similar situation now with this, these, you know, these, these anti-vaccine protesters or anti-mandate protesters and, and the Emergency Powers Act. There's another thing that's kind of like the, the Western answer to the Bloc Québécois. It's the People's Party of Canada. We're going to have to watch support for that party very, very, very carefully. And we're going to have to see whether the PPC pivots somewhat, um, you know, more traditional conservative or just becomes a straight out Western interest party, because it could happen. Let's well, this, face is, it. this is, this is going to harm the uh, uh, chances of conservatives forming a federal government. Yes, it's going to pull. is like Pac-Man just eating, eating up uh, yeah. those disaffected conservatives yeah but it's, it's definitely a splinter from the conservative side yeah so it, whereas the block they're, they're, they're eating themselves over there on the on the conservative side yeah whereas the block because uh, you know of uh social you know quebec loves their social programs right it, it tends to cannibalize uh the liberal ndp vote more um now part of that is because the conservatives don't you know their their leaders don't speak french well at all uh, Aaron O'Toole's French accent sounded Swedish. Uh, it was the strangest thing to listen to. But uh, yeah, this this to me is what we have to watch after this whole this whole anti-mandate thing. And I'm calling it anti-mandate thing instead of a trucker thing because my neighbor is a retired trucker. I, I don't want him thinking I, I have any I have any lack of love for him. Oh no, he's a salt he's of a the good earth. dude. But most truckers are. Earth. So so I'm trying I'm trying to move away from saying truckers, right? Because it's a minority of truckers. That's not fair. They're um, good people. Most of those truckers. It'd be interesting for me to see once the actual um, cause celeb for these people uh, mandates are are no longer an issue. And once they're moved out of Ottawa, is this affiliation of people going to dissipate and no. go back into their own corners? No. Or will the powers that be in the United States that are funding a huge portion and directing a huge portion of this movement, are they going to find them another rallying point? Is this going to be something that continues? Is this coalition of ignoramuses uh, going to stick together and we're going to have a, uh, a, a new front to deal with like they have in the U.S. with Trumpers. Okay, let, let's face it. This is not the first time. This is just the first time they've been this successful. These are the same people that hung on Jordan Peterson's every word about trans rights in Canada, even though he has no experience or or um, certification or certification in the field. He is not an expert in Canadian law. He is a psychology, he's a Jungian or professor emeritus now, but he's a Jungian psychoanalyst 
who dabbles in philosophy and um, mythology as well. He has no knowledge of how the structures of Canadian law work. And yet they hung on his every word because they felt like they got a toehold. Well, and, and also they hung on his every word because he doesn't, have, they don't have any knowledge of uh, oh, no, Canadian they law or stuff either. They don't well, care. I, I knew some of the rabble that, uh, that supported him and they don't have any, their lens towards Canadian law is what they heard Jordan Peterson saying was Canadian law. They themselves don't know the law. They trust this guy because he has doctor in front of his name. No, because they wanted to. Dentists are doctors too. Yeah, they wanted to. Why does nobody take, uh, you know, political advice and stuff like that and treat dentists with with the same respect? They're doctors too. So are uh, podiatrists. But we're going to have to start giving people, especially the types of people that you see in this convoy, permission to have feelings about things that feelings. aren't anger and Nothing there it goes stepping on stepping on my uh, message i got the inspiration to sing yes because you're avoiding you're avoiding difficult feelings like the thing you felt we with heard the cloud. That you truckers should be allowed to have feelings no no this anger. no this is serious people gloss over this all the time but people don't look at the way they're shutting down people in their own lives how they're gaslighting and minimizing people who awkwardly try to express that maybe they're struggling and we got to be very careful you don't you don't have to like these opinions you don't have to respect what they say and you don't have to take abuse from them but please try to see the human underneath all the, I think the term we used was bloviating and yes. try to try to at least validate the humanity of people who have ideas that are kind of disturbing. You know, I understand why people are, how do you stand shoulder to shoulder with a guy or park next to a guy flying a Confederate flag or flying a Nazi flag like that? That's disturbing. And a lot of people are like, I don't support that. You don't have to support that. But please recognize that the people who are doing that are human beings. They may be bad human beings, but they're human beings. And there's never a good reason to dehumanize anyone because you find their ideas repellent. Well, that's a discussion for another day. Yes. Because um, we got to go. Yes. Um, Leanna can be found at Red Leanna K on Twitter. Leanna K is the name of her YouTube channel. Videos four days a week, five days a week if you support her through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Leanna K. I am at newmusicnation.ca as well as at Ed Vesak. And I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok, but less so there. Um, But uh, that's it. So uh, uh, for uh, uh, Saga 960 AM uh, and me, uh, and Leanna, Leanna is going to close the show for us. Ready, Leanna? Okay. Go for it. This is me saying bye-bye in mime.